Have you ever broken up with someone? I have. I feel like you've only shared stories of you getting dumped. Uh, there's a lot of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I uh, I dumped a chick two days before Christmas. Oh yeah, very famously. You're right. And uh, my dad, my dad, in, in his immortal words, told me that I would always regret this for the rest of my life, and I do not. <laughs> so good advice, there, Dad. Hello, welcome back to Should They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Iceman checking in. Is that you? Affirmative. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you get weirder every week. What are you talking about? Affirmative. Roger. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, uh, we have so many questions from you guys, and I'm going to be honest. I don't know if we're ever going to get through all of them ever, but a lot of them are similar. So I'm hoping that the advice we give to one, take it as advice that we're giving to you as well, if that's your situation. And don't let that discourage you. Okay. This is from the Iceman, some inspirational words from the Iceman. Yeah. Don't let that discourage you. Please continue sending us emails. We love reading your your questions. I actually read them all. Sometimes we're just at somebody's house party and we read you guys' questions and we all laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're never at parties. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, anyway, yeah, so again, we're not experts on this, but you guys seem to like our advice, so we're going to keep giving it to you. You can ask us anything you want. A lot of them seem to be relationship questions, but um, but you, you can know, literally ask you if back. you want to ask us a science question, you probably will get a wrong answer. But yeah, hey, Stephen, we'll, we'll answer it. What'd you think about the about the big game the other night? I mean, everybody says the big game. Yeah, we'll be like sucked. Yeah, Packers lost. Oh no, I'm talking about the big game. No, they, I know they the one that the Packers didn't make the it. Packers to. lost. True. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna get started here. Let's just jump into it. A question for my favorite podcast. Hi. I'd like to remain anonymous, please. I love you guys and this podcast. Thank you so much. It is my favorite non-murdery podcast. Found you through YouTube, but I don't think I fully appreciated you until you started this podcast. So keep doing what you're doing. Also, Nikki, love all the vlogs you've been doing. Oh, my God. Thank you. If you don't know, my vlog channel has been up and running for like a month and a half now at YouTube.com slash Nikki, N-I-K-K-I. And if if you're into that, I mean, if you want to watch our daily lives, you can check that out. Anyway. you should go there for the vibe because it's a great vibe. Back to Anonymous's question. I, like Nikki, manifested a boyfriend like Steve. I am trying... Oh, wait, sorry. Let me just again. I, like Nikki, manifested a boyfriend like Steve. I am trying to manifest a relationship like yours. I've been wanting to email asking for advice on my relationship, but after listening to so many Q&As, I'm pretty sure you just tell me to break up, LOL. Light summary. <laughs> light summary. Been together eight years. First real boyfriend. Love him, but just feels like something is missing. Also, he has a real negative, moody attitude mm. that has ruined a lot of days for us, and I often don't feel like we're on the same team. We've grown a lot together, but I'm at the point where I feel like I need to decide if he's the one or not. Shit or get off the pot, you know? And I feel like if he was the one, I would feel it in my gut. Anyway, since you guys are such breakup fanatics and have both gone through some tough long-term <laughs> relationship breakups in the past, can you give any advice on how to do it? I've never broken up with anyone. And how to untangle your lives when you live together, have pets together, share the same friends, etc. I've been trying to accept that I need to what I need to do for months, but have really been struggling. Some advice from you two could be so helpful. Thank you. I love the podcast. Obviously, Mo is weird, but I try to keep it short. G. You did it short, Thank girl. You. Good for you. Anonymous? You did good. Um, yeah, I mean, break up for break sure, up. for sure. <laughs> That's what you're here for. That's what the people are here for. Yeah, because I think you're in that. You might be in that that group of people where eight years is like such a chunk of your life that you're like, well, I wasted so much time with them already, and they're like, they're not that bad. 
<laughs> so it's, it's easier to stay together. I mean, he's he's like I love him, but like he's kind of a stick in the mud and makes yeah, and, like, my I never life feel negative. Like, I never feel like we're on the same team. So, but other than that, we but have a lot knows. of time together. She knows. She knows. You know what you have to do. Um, how to break up with someone that is a toughie. Especially if they're a little bitch, like it sounds like. Well, especially because I, I, we get an email about this lately because we've basically recommended taking them on a sunset cruise for the big breakup. That's not what we recommended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We say take them on a sunset cruise. We say if you want to test whether or not you love somebody, yeah, take, take them, them on a sunset, sunset cruise. cruise yeah. And if you get bored, by, <laughs> if you hate it and want to want to get off the cruise, then you shouldn't, yeah. But the but then a lot of people are like, hey, what if I don't live by a body of water? That is a huge issue. Well, you could, that is a huge you issue. Could, you could fly to a body of water. Please, yeah. Or that's what take we came the up bus. with. <laughs> take the bus. Um. Well, you know, like if I want to go to Caribbean cruise, I have to fly to like Florida or something. No doubt, no doubt. So or you maybe know, there's a lake make it nearby. Make it work. Find a lake. How much do you care about this relationship? How much do you want to break if up? If you don't even want to go to a body of water, then you should break up. Picture yours. Hey, my, my chick, picture yourself five years from now with this cat, and he's still being Mr. Negative Boy. Is that fun? Also, he hasn't made any moves on progressing the relationship. She's Like she said, shit or get off the mm. pot. Oh, so, wait, there's still boyfriend and girlfriend. It's yes, been eight years? Holy yeah, eight years. shit, God. Yeah. You know, unless your name is Michael Gallagher, who has been with uh, <laughs> my friend Jana for fucking 11 years. Well, they've been engaged for like four years or something. True. So see, yeah. so see, he did it around the uh, almost 10-year mark. So yeah. what a class act. It was the 10-year mark. <laughs> but they, they still are into each other. I will say, in his defense, I love to do bits, but in his defense, he basically said like, yo, I'm not even thinking about getting married until I'm 30. And he said that early on in their relationship. Well, now he's like 31 or something. No, he's like 30. You know, he's 30 right now. All right, this isn't about Michael Gallagher. This is about uh, Anonymous here All and right. what she should do with her, her boyfriend. Can we do a Michael Gallagher show? Uh, we have. Okay. You could go back True. in We've our library it. of We've podcasts. We're point. almost at 100 episodes. You can go back and search those <laughs> search those episodes for the Michael Gallagher episode. Can we just answer her question on we how can. to break up with someone? We can. What's your advice? Um, have you ever broken up with someone? I have. I feel like you've only shared stories of you getting dumped. Uh, there's a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I uh, I dumped a chick two days before Christmas. Oh yeah, very famously. You're right. And uh, my dad, my dad, in, in his immortal words, told me that I would always regret this for the rest of my life, and I do not. <laughs> so good advice there, Dad. And yeah, basically, what I did was I'm I'm a pretty nice guy, and it's tough to do something that you feel is being mean, right? So when you when you disappoint somebody, you have the power to fix everything by just being like, no, it's okay, right? So you could fix it instantly by being like, it's okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't want to break up. But what you have to do in these kinds of situations is almost not be yourself. You have to stick up for what your intentions are. You have to almost stick up for yourself in a way that you, that is almost out of character for you. And so what I recommend doing is almost like playing a character of yourself that is resolute in this decision and no matter how they cry or flail or, you know, this chick had a panic attack on my front porch. Yeah. But And her old man was fucking there and he's pissed at me as hell. Right. But hey, man, that well to me it comes I, down I to stuck like the landing. Well, it comes down to not sacrificing your own happiness. Exactly. Like you, I mean, you can't just continue being in a ho hum relationship um, at your own expense. I mean, you can, but like, don't, don't do that. Exactly. Uh, so just remember why you're breaking up. I think that will really help you to do the process. Is that the why is that you'd be so much happier. 
I mean, for a little bit, you'd be sad because it's a breakup. Breakups are sad. But oh, and how to untangle your life. Um, that part's the hard. That's part. hard. I'd that, say that. That part's you the just hard gotta part. go cold turkey. Yeah, you gotta just untangle um, it right away. Uh, block them on the social medias. Uh, if you guys have shared mutual friends, they're probably gonna pick sides. Yeah, just be, mentally prepare yourself for all. Get of that. ready, man. People are coming out of the woodwork. Your maybe yeah. your old man will be like, "Yo, this isn't a good decision," and you got to be like, "Nah, I'm sticking up for myself, dog." Yeah, and just tell them all the reasons. Like, yo, I think we've grown apart, and. I'm not the same person I was eight years ago. You're not the same person you are. And I don't think that we are growing together. Yes. Growing apart. Yes. And that's that. And don't complicate shit. Don't be like, I still love you and all this shit. Fuck that shit. Just, just, you got to be cold a little bit if you're going to stick up for yourself. Yeah. All right. Next question. Hi, guys. I'm definitely addicted to your podcast. Only thing I look uh, more forward to than Thursdays is future baby green. (laughs) True. Anyway, I'm 24, and within the last few months, I've really put in the effort rebuilding bridges with good people in my life. My best friend throughout high school and community college, Erica, was definitely one of those people I wanted to reconnect with. I can honestly say she was a genuinely good person. Transitioning to university, we drifted apart due to our schedules, no malicious reasons or anything, just distance. It's been about two to three years since we've been super close, and I am now working towards putting in more effort to meet up again, but no matter how many attempts I make at reconnecting, there has been no luck. She always says she'd love to hang out but doesn't have time, and it's been months of asking. I don't believe there's any bad blood. In fact, she has been very successful with her hobbies and lifestyle, so she really could just be too busy. So how do I rebuild this friendship without being too pushy? It's hard to find women my age who truly want to build each other up instead of compete nowadays, and I would hate to lose this truly golden-hearted girl who helped me become a better person growing up. Thanks for the vibes and giggles, Lydia. You are being nostalgic for a friendship that does not want to have a friendship with you. Yeah. Do you understand? I think she's just not that into you. You're nostalgic. But I get it. Yeah, you're right. Like, it is hard to make girlfriends, especially, like, if they already have their clique. Especially at 24, because 24, they haven't separated yet. It's like, whoever yep. their clique was in high school or college, they stayed in that clique. And then they start separating from that clique around, like, 28. Like, when people start getting married and they splinter off, then then people start being open to more female friendships again. No doubt. But at 24, yeah, it's, it's, it is hard. It's a... It's a hard knock life out there trying to find some girlfriends. Um, but I mean, you didn't have many girlfriends just a couple of years ago. It's true. And, and look at you yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaming true. with them. Right. Because um, everyone got married and then they found other married couples. Exactly. And that's what happens. Yeah. So they leave, they leave their single friends and they go and find married couples to hang out because it matches their life more. Yeah, I mean, Nikki's got so many girlfriends, it's crazy. And like the other night, so Nikki, many Nikki went on a full- So many. Hang on, Nikki, have some of mine. Ugh. We have not gone on a date in the year 2020. Yeah. Nikki's gone on like four dates with different chicks like every like every week. That's true. So thanks, Big Mood Podcast. Fuck you guys. Uh, thanks a lot, my husband, that I keep making time for, but he goes and writes with someone else instead of going on a date night with me. Truly, deeply, fuck you, Big Mood people. <laughs> Big Mood is my other podcast that I do. You should go check it out. Anyway- um, what are we doing? Yeah, with with Erica here uh, and Lydia, Lydia. Yeah, I mean, you know, Erica. Sometimes friends, not... friendship is a two way street, man. Yeah. You, you know, one person is not just wanting to be friends with the other. It has to be both people want to be friends with each other. Has this ever happened to you though? When you like, yeah, fuck yeah, trying to reach out to someone and then you just kept keep giving. Of you course. The, keep giving you the. But I'm pump. pretty cool, right? So people want to be friends with me usually, but uh, I I can put myself in this kind of headspace and really kind of explore yeah. what that would feel like. Right. And it's interesting. No, coming out of high school, man, I had a I had a best pal in high school. We did not be we were we were not best friends anymore. Leaving high school, 
because of an incident involving a chick. And that is not always how it goes, right? So I I didn't have another best pal for fucking 10 years after that. You know what I mean? Like, or it, it, it just takes time to find friends who are really dope. And even to this day, I think our, we have a pretty tight circle. So yeah, it's worth it though. It's worth ha- it's worth the tight circle mm-hmm. instead of just trying to throw yourself at anybody who who could be your friend. Right. There was a person that I really thought we connected together, and then exactly they just stopped talking to me. But and I felt like I was the one chasing. Right. And, and you that were. doesn't feel good. Yeah. And then I realized now having a like tight knit group of friends that I'm like, I never want to chase again. That's the, uh, you should just be with people that like being around you. And it makes you feel better. You yeah. don't feel like you're chasing somebody, waiting for them to answer, like sitting around. I texted them three hours ago. Surely they have seen their phone by now. Yeah. Why haven't they responded? I mean, dude, it's just one of those things where you have to see the writing on the wall and just accept what find it is. Find someone where the feeling's mutual. Anyway, I hope you find that girl. We do. And I think that you finding like your own self, uh, your own interest will lead you to another girlfriend who is exactly. probably in the same Chase your interests and yes. you'll find people who are interesting there. There you go. All right. Next one says, you guys are amazing. It's an emergency. Uh Uh-oh. It's in all caps. Okay. Hi. I love and look up to you guys so much. Please keep my name anonymous. Call me dinosaur. (laughs) Okay, dinosaur. Okay, dinosaur. Long story short, my boyfriend has been deployed overseas in Japan for almost four months. After he left, I went to a rave with my friend. Some stranger picked me up on his shoulders. When raving, it's not a big deal. And I took a video. I uploaded that to my IG story. And my boyfriend asked me whose shoulders I was on. After that, he completely shut me out. I tried apologizing a few times, but it just doesn't get through to him. He suggested taking a break, but never said to break up. He's a very sensitive type of person. I think he was cheated on in the past, which is why he has trust issues. And one of my friends talked to my boyfriend and said that my boyfriend says he misses me, but is very hurt and angry still. So many people say that I've done well waiting for him, but so many people said that I can actually meet an even better person. We were planning on going to EDC together, so I messaged him if we were or not, and he just said we probably shouldn't. Maybe I'll see you there. This whole situation is so confusing because I heard someone say that my boyfriend misses me and wants to come back, and then at the same time, he's cold to me saying that we shouldn't go together to this event. My friend said that even uh, my friend said that my boyfriend keeps focusing on the anger and hurt. I know I hurt him unintentionally, but this situation also hurt me. I was in a very dark place and my friends helped me get out of it. Every now and then, I can't help to just cry. I'm still on this break with my boyfriend, but it just feels like this gray space that makes me negative. His feelings are like a roller coaster. Sometimes it seems like he wants to come back and then others it sounds like he's done with me. One big thing is that he never said let's break up. My friend said that it's because he's not sure or not. He isn't sure or not. Yeah, that sounds about right. Everything keeps dragging on and he doesn't come back to America until April. Do you think it's better to move on or keep waiting? Dude, you keep... Move on. Good Lord. Ken <laughs> picks you up, on, puts you on his shoulders. I guess that a rave that's pretty normal. Yeah. But even then, that's pretty innocent shit, man. Yeah. What the hell? And why would you put it on IG if you thought that it was some scandal? You're like, uh, can I do cheerleader stands with the girls? Like, is that chill? Yeah. Like, what the hell is this, this dude? This guy is getting super moody for nothing. And... I mean, it's, maybe it's the distance that made him of course more jealous or possessive. But of course. You, I mean, the distance is hurting you too. It's like you don't have anyone to hang out with. What are you supposed to just stay at home all day, being lonely and, and sad? O- and obviously, you're a loyal ass bitch. You're like you're torn up about this. Oh, and what did you do? Did yeah. somebody give you a headstand? Did someone give her, her a headstand? Somebody giving her a headstand? What does that mean? What do you call that? Is that sexual? Stand? What's a handstand? You mean an actual you never gymna- did handstands in college? A gymnast handstand. Like, like, are we talking about the same thing? I don't think so. What's a handstand? 
I think I don't know. I think you're just making shit up. I think I don't know. Yeah. A keg stand? No. The one where you're up on somebody's shoulders. What do you call that? Isn't there oh. that a pose? It's like it's not a handstand. Like not a piggyback, ba- but like a yeah, like an upper sh- upper piggyback. I don't I don't know what's called. See camelback. Oh, that could be it. I don't know, it but it's definitely not a handstand. A handstand, a handstand is. Handstand. I would be mad if someone did a handstand to you, because then like their crotch is in your face, and that's not okay, good. Okay, I'll, I'll take that off the Please list. Please don't. Ever I won't do a handstand with people. Do it again. Have you done that? Anyway, dinosaur. I, I, I might have taken some handstand some photos handstand? At, at VidCon. Couple years ago. Well, I never saw them, so okay, good. you're fine. No, but for example, okay, this is a perfect example. We go to like stuff like that, VidCon playlist, all that stuff. Uh, people like jump in our arms and take pictures and stuff. It's not, that's not bad. No, I uh, mean, like, if it was like, I, you know, in, in, in an improper context, it could be weird. Is like, a, like, how far is too far? I think you guys, that should have been a boundary if he had a problem with that that was right. set beforehand because, like, some people, when they see you, like a friend can kiss you on both sides of the cheek or whatever. Like there's some friends that we have that they're just more yeah. physical like that, where yeah. they, they hug you and they kiss you on the cheek or whatever. They, they're like, mwah, mwah, you know, not sexual, but like, right. mwah, mwah, good seeing you. Like good to see you, like our French friends, you know. Yeah, all of our French friends. Yeah, they love that shit. Mademoiselle, it is good to see you. Mwah. And I'm like, hey, look, I don't like when he calls you mademoiselle. I'm cool with the other I'm like, shit. like, that's his shit. That's his thing. Yeah, no, I just don't like it. Right. But see, that's what that's what you do, right? You set a boundary. <clears throat> yeah. You inform someone of what makes you uncomfortable, and then that's established. One time, Steve and I got in a, be- a very big fight because we had been dating for a year, and it was the first time he was going to one of my birthday parties. It was a karaoke. I always go to the same place to karaoke on my birthday. Roki. Yeah. And I just invite everyone. I just invite – it's like my favorite – it's my favorite event because it's people that I haven't seen in forever. It's just an excuse to like see everybody again. And my best friend at the time, um, she was like going through, uh, like she was going through like this rough time. And she was like having, she was really sad. And we'd been friends since we were twenty. And at this point, I'm twenty six or twenty seven. And one of her things, uh, like we used to go to like the. We used to go to the Playboy Mansion together and stuff. And like she's always just like really huggy and and like you know whatever and one of her things is like when she gets drunk like we make out like but like not in a sexual way it's like at a party like oh we're so crazy we're so drunk like it's like that so it's like in front of everybody and it's just like we it was i don't know it's just like a young 20s girl thing like a lot of girls do that Mm -hmm. i I mean looking back now i'm like oh i can't believe i used to do that right but back then i was like yeah we're crazy we're wild like let's make out you know and we thought it was cool or whatever and so we did that at my birthday and it was just in front of everybody it wasn't like ooh, let's sneak off to a corner and like make out but steve got really 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 hurt by it i was pissed the following day he called me a cheater i was pissed the following day i did not let it destroy your birthday no i didn't like but i could tell you were bummed out okay but i didn't do a bunch of shit you know some guys will do that shit where they're like storm out of there yeah Uh, and then come give me a break you have to you have to recognize what i was just so taken aback because i i am so loyal and like i did not see that as cheating at all because i don't know maybe because i grew up in a college town so it just was normal that like you're like get drunk and make out with your friends. Yeah, you know, like, but and it, I didn't. I didn't really think you were a cheater. I was just. Yeah. I was just uh, trying to have my argument reach you when yeah, it when yeah. it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So yeah, that helped. That helped. Yeah, make your that come ar- and his, his argument was this is something I would only do with you. Yes. So it makes me feel bad that you're doing that with someone else. And I was That's like, all. wow, I didn't really think of it that way. And I totally respect that. 
So, but I didn't know. Like I, to me, it was yeah. super innocent. It wasn't sexual at all. It was just like stupid girls being drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never did it again because I was like, wow, I just never thought of it that way. Did I take and something so, enjoyable from your life? That no. You, right. So but so, it's but really so this guy, innocuous. I'm just saying that like maybe to him, he would never hold some other girl on his shoulders. No and so he is hurt by that, but he shouldn't hold it over your head like this. Cause like Steve, like the love was was strong enough that it's like he knows I wasn't trying to hurt him. Voice the boundary. It's and intention. Move on. It's intention. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were trying to cheat on your man or hurt him or whatever, then that's a different story. But you clearly didn't do that intentionally. Like it was a really innocent mistake. So if he's holding that over your head, like he he's got his own issues. Like, he should have voiced the boundary. Yeah. And then just like it's like after that, okay, now going forward, we know this. Like it's not. Yeah, exactly. Going forward. And that's how you grow in a relationship is like you have an obstacle and then you're like, oh, I don't understand you. You don't understand me. And then you understand each other and you're like, okay, well, that'll never happen again. And then you know that that'll never happen again. And really, guys, listen to this part because everyone always is like, Steve and Nikki have a perfect relationship. I want a relationship like that. And they expect to just meet somebody and it's like that. But we built this thing. Yeah. We built it from the ground up, right? Well, like, So exactly what Nikki's talking about is a conversation we had. It was a boundary we built. And then it was something we built on top of. And I was so, oh my God, I was so distraught because I wasn't even in town. So same thing where like your boyfriend's in Japan. I was in Arizona for... Uh, working on this brand deal with a company and so I couldn't even be there to resolve the issue face to face so I was just sad and like waiting for him to call back and like distraught and trying to work and was like I can't even believe this happened I didn't even mean for it to happen so yeah I I, I feel you um, yeah. but if he's not willing to understand that it was an innocent accident and that you love him and that wasn't your attention then he's not willing to work through a lot of other things too because who knows what other things will come up in the future and what he just can shut you out for months Mm -hmm. that's not fair and we were done with this thing in a day yeah you know like to give you some context so this this really shouldn't drag on like this yeah it's unhealthy it is unhealthy so you should break up for him to do that to you so you should break up yes break up break up full stop Uh, we have another emergency one and not saying that if you put emergency we'll definitely although there seems to be evidence there seems to be but well, quite a few emerg- I'm just I'm just trying to tend to some it's a conspiracy right theory <laughs> need marriage help emergency is the title of this one hi Nikki and Steve would like to say anonymous love the podcast been listening for a while thank you so my wife and I have been together for two and a half years total I got married in high school I know really young and probably not the best decision lately I feel we're not meant to be for one we rarely have sex and I say sex because lately I feel like that's what it is I don't have the intimacy I'd say I don't really feel the intimacy I'd say one week out of the month we have sex for like two or three times and then a month wait for us to have sex again I brought it up um, and asked why we can't be more intimate. And I always get the same response, which is that our relationship doesn't revolve around sex or she doesn't want a relationship to be just about sex and basically makes me think like I'm just a horny sex addict. Am I? P.S. She's the only sex partner I've ever had. So I've gotten to a point where I don't ask about it. And if it happens, it happens. I also find that we have different worldviews and opinions, which I don't have a problem with. But the issue is we often find ourselves arguing and in a huge fight about some of the smallest issues. She often says I've changed and that I'm not as romantic and don't do all the sweet things I used to do, which I don't feel like I have, but maybe I have. I don't know. Another issue is she wants kids so bad and I'm not ready for kids at this point in my life. I would in the future for sure. And I've expressed to her 
Uh, I've expressed that to her, but she doesn't seem to understand and threatens with leaving me if we don't have kids within the next three years. I'm 20 years old, by the way. Holy shit, guys. I also find she has trust issues or just insecure. For example, I feel like I'm not allowed to have friends of the opposite sex, which I don't want anyway. I stopped talking to all female friends when we began our relationship completely but the problem here is that she does have friends of the opposite sex and she talks to them regularly and on one occasion has hung out with one of them just the two of them which I don't mind I'm not the jealous type but when it comes to me if she even thinks I'm talking to a girl or have a conversation with someone of the opposite sex I'm automatically cheating or flirting or for example one time I gave a coworker a ride home mind you it was 11 o'clock at night so I wasn't about to say no when she asked for a ride and she got extremely mad and jealous when I told her which I don't understand because uh, I assured her I would never betray betray her and I've never done anything shady which would cause her to question her, her, her trust for me. I love the girl, but at this point, I think it's more of a love you have for a friend. I don't know. Maybe I'm just confused. I often ask myself if there's someone else out there for me and I just settled. Am I wrong for this? Should I try and fix our marriage or should I start thinking of possibly talking divorce with her? I feel guilty for even thinking this because I've told her I'd always be there and never leave her. And I know she really loves me, or at least I think maybe she does at this, uh, or I think maybe she thinks the same, or maybe my relationship is fine and I'm just digging for problems to justify me feeling like this. Sorry it's so long and probably not very clear. Hope you can get to my question and answer. Thank you again again for this amazing podcast. Five stars. He gave it five stars. So of course good, that's why we have good to man. answer this good question. Good man. That's um, the real trick. You're young as fuck, dude. Like yeah. this is honestly, I don't want to just blanket your whole relate like generalize your I relationship, will, you but ahead. it sounds like puppy love. Like it sounds like your first relationship. She's the first person you ever had sex with. You're very very young. Um, a lot of people think that that's who they're going to be with their whole life. And like, I understand why you got married because I really thought I was going to marry my high school boyfriend. And then looking back, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't it. I mean, he's a very cool guy. He's very nice. But that wasn't I don't it. like him. That wasn't it. <laughs> Shut <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so I know I don't think that you're trying to dig for problems. These are all valid problems. Like, you don't, she doesn't want to have sex with you. She doesn't want to be intimate. She accuses you of cheating or flirting when you're not. You have she, a one-sided trust issue. She has double standards. Yeah. yeah. Um, she wants kids and you're not ready. Sounds like a blast over there, man. She kind of sounds a little possessive and I don't know her and I don't know her side, but if she wants to have kids and she's getting mad at you for it um, and she's also that possessive about you talking to girls and you're like, I'm not ready, I'm 20. I don't know. It just sounds like she's kind of trying to lock you down a little bit. I don't think you guys are communicating effectively, yeah. if that makes sense. I think that you want things, obviously, you voice them. She, uh, instead of trying to listen to what you're saying, she reconfigures your argument into being an attack, which is really weird. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just trying to voice something that you want in your relationship. And no, and and, and here's, what, here's what's the problem with attaching guilt to sex like that, right? It it makes sex a dirty, dirty word in your in your house and in yeah. your mind. And so for you to want it or ask her for it is a dirty thing. It's a bad thing. I don't I don't want to make a whole relationship. Why are you trying to make a whole relationship about sex? You're like, I'm not. I'm trying to have sex with you, with right. the person I love and connect with you because I love you. And I've been on both sides of that too. And my boyfriend in high school, who we were together for two years, um, it got like that for me where we were the only people each other had ever been with or had sex with or anything. And then whenever he wanted to have like a normal level of sex, like in a relationship, like once a week or whatever, um, like not even a high amount, I really didn't want to. And I felt and I said the same thing. I was like, why are you trying to make our relationship yes. all about sex? Why are you making it revolve around sex? And it was just because it wasn't right. It just yeah. like it. 
I don't know. You didn't it, like it. I, I did like it, but I just felt like I didn't, I felt like I didn't know what I wanted, mm. you know? Like, honestly, looking back, I'm like, I think I just wanted, oh, it, it, actually, she reminds me a lot of me because um, I would be like, you don't do the same things that you did before sex to him. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. But for me, like I felt things. like, yeah, I felt like he was a lot more romantic and stuff before we started having sex. Mm. And then like that kind of died down and he would just like smoke weed with his friends. And then like Sick. when he hung out with me, he'd be kind of like have no personality and I just didn't feel like I wanted to have sex with him anymore. But it like then when he do good, I still didn't want to have sex with him anymore because I already built some sort of resentment or whatever. Right. So I don't know. But the point is, it wasn't meant to be a forever relationship. It was just like a learning relationship. And you're allowed to learn in relationships. But this isn't, uh, you know, rather than saying, hey, guess what? This shit's over with. Right. I think that you should present these arguments to her. Yeah. Like, hey. Um, I feel this way and instead of you trying to understand how I feel you're trying to brush off how I feel and so please like validate me by listening to me and not viewing it as an attack on you right I'm trying to fix something that's wrong and you want to connect intimately like that's that's something that should be there very in normal. a relationship very normal it's very valid yeah sex is not a bad word no and the idea that you want to have sex does not make you a bad person or a sex addict or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like, what a mind job is happening over there. I feel like she might not know what she wants. Clearly. And so that's she's like- That's why a conversation should be had. Yeah, but that's why I think she's getting so weird about like when he doesn't want to have kids. Because in her mind, it's like, well, what can make this better? Why aren't you committed to me? N- no, I think that she doesn't know what she wants. Like, she, mm. I think that it's like the the relationship isn't fulfilling- so it's like, oh, maybe a baby will fix it, you know, yeah, like that probably. kind of thing. I mean, again, I don't know her side of the story, so I'm just kind of supposing from you. If you can, if you feel that you can openly openly communicate with us right now via email, and you can't do that with your wife, that is a big problem, my man. That is a big problem that you got to fix. Yeah, and I don't know if he's tried because he said that he's brought it up to her before. Yeah, no, it sounds like he's tried, but it, but yeah, he doesn't feel Heard. safe. Yeah. He doesn't feel safe to bring up his arguments. Yeah. He feels smacked down. So he feels he can talk to us. He can't talk to her. That is wild. Yeah. You should be the most open with your partner. By far. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not telling you to break up or divorce, but uh, How about that? there's some insight because I feel like I've been on both sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just really about giving yourself the best chance. If you are going to save this thing, giving yourself the best chance by communicating with each other. Yeah. And on that note. We're gonna go on a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna answer more of these motherfucking questions. So don't go anywhere. We're chipping away at this mountain. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate, we're like kind of desperate we're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings so huge shout out right now to brian jorgensen that was sick of you dude thank you god bless uh huge shout out right now to mark mark w in springfield connecticut back to our podcast jenny bligh hey, back to our podcast in Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast god bless you thank you steven huge thank you for supporting <laughs> the show and we're back this one is called no more dicks and no more fake steves keep anonymous please I like this because she breaks it down into categories like a very type A personality would. Love it. Um, hey, sticky bitches. 
I'm so sorry, Nikki, you're not a bitch, but are you? Hey, bitch. Anyway, I made headers for you to make this easier. Holy so shit. here's the first header. Compliments. I love your podcast. I love Tasty Tuesdays, Sticky Show. You guys are great on JK News. And no matter what anyone says, you are freaking great on JK Party, Nikki. Oh, thank you. So, also, Steve, it has been almost a year since your kidney stones, or now it's been a year. Um, been hope, a year. I hope you have been drinking more water, buddy. Shout out I to have. the boy, Nate. Okay. Q. Or like the question. We can we can edit that out of the podcast. We'll edit this. Shit, the Nate question one. Yeah, but you were the, gonna edit that out. We, yeah, we should edit yeah, that yeah, out. We'll edit that Mark, out. can we edit the Nate part we're out? We're trying to we're trying to kill the Nate fan yeah, base. Yeah. As fast <laughs> as we can. Thank you. Question one, Nikki, you have talked a lot about making a list of things you absolutely wanted, did not want in your relationship after being in some shitty ones. This is how you found Steve because you wanted to date someone exactly like Steve Green. How did you go about doing this? I thought I used to do that, but it turns out I mostly made a list of things that I needed to recover from the past relationship. Example, a really nice guy who treated me like a queen to make up for the previous asshole, but only really looked at that even though we weren't really compatible. Also, how do you make this list for yourself to realize what kind of partner you want to be? Please help so I stop being an asshole and stop making my relationships transnational at the beginning and then furiously try to make up for being a dick at the end. What's transnational? Transnational. I don't hmm. know. Maybe she meant to not say that. Maybe it's supposed to be a different word. Interesting. I don't know. I've never heard that word. She's probably smarter than us. And, uh, Maybe you're, we, you're we probably just smarter than us. We collectively don't know transnational. what that means. I don't know how you stop making it transnational. I mean, I think relationships are just transnational. Can we get a dictionary check on that one? Because <laughs> I think the context of it is confusing me. I think that is really important to uh, make a list of also what kind of partner you want to be. So you know, like where you fucked up in previous relationships and take responsibility. It's always good to take responsibility for your part in a breakup or a relationship not working. Um, so definitely, I think you're on the right track with thinking that. Uh, I didn't just say I want to be with someone exactly like Steve Green. I did write that down, but he just fit all the qualities that I was looking for. Like, um, like he was really thoughtful and cared about other people like I just saw him care about other people and the guys that I was with just didn't seem to give a fuck about other people like at all like they would always like for example the the boyfriend I was with right before Steve um we used to I used to go to his improv shows which was off of Hollywood Boulevard so sorry and I lived off of Hollywood and uh Cherokee it was like a six blocks away from the improv show but at night there's there's a bunch of clubs and like a bunch of like dudes and like shady characters walking around like uh, crack addicts like just a lot of like kind of off people mm -hmm. walking around Hollywood and to get back from the improv show to my house I would have to walk alone but since I was going there to see his show I wanted to walk back with him I'd be like hey can you walk back back with me back to my house and he wouldn't so several times i've walked back at one in the morning um alone and gotten followed home by guys like random dudes would follow me home like it was it was really scary and i'm really happy i survived because um looking back at me now i'm like you're so dumb why did you do that i would just stay just say so get it they didn't have uber back then maybe because he was smaller than you he recognized that he could not be an effective protection method Possibly, but the fact that he didn't even want to, he didn't even care. Yeah, no, no, he didn't even care about safety at all. It's wild. And so, like back then, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's cool." But now I'm like, "What the fuck? Why would I put? Why would I ever do that?" So when I with Steve, he would never let me walk 
to my car alone at night like even as a friend like he always walked people to their car it was really sweet um he took care of his girlfriend like i was just i just noticed a lot of care that he had for people and i was like i want that this is basic shit by the way this is not i deserve a medal for this shit but it you'd be surprised at how, well, how yeah, that's sad. and and how willing I was to forgive that if people didn't have it mm. because of all the other things like they are funny right. or whatever yeah, right. you know like yeah. you could treat me like shit because you're funny right or whatever yeah so there was like a list of non-negotiables basically that Steve had that I was like no matter what these the next person has to have all of these qualities or else it's a no mm-hmm. like they can't have just one they have to have all of them because those are what I need to feel supported in a relationship because that's what I feel I give in a relationship. So my relationships always felt one-sided because I was the only one that cared or was considerate about that other person, it seemed like, it felt like to me. Um, so yeah, I would make a list like that of non-negotiables, things that you're not willing to settle for because if you settle for them in the beginning, it's a long road. And dude, similar to that, um... I guess I didn't, it's not one of those things that I made a list for. That's not really my, my whole jam, but things, the things that made me fall for Nikki the hardest are like the way that Nikki is around the holidays. Like you guys wouldn't believe the amount of attention and care she puts (laughs) into like getting gifts for her friends and like whether she gets one back or not, she does not give a fuck. Like she just does that stuff because it, 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 she likes to do that stuff and she's the she is the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's gonna make me cry. It's true. Like you like mean, that's mean. No, um so when you start to see those things and you realize how um just aw- like amazing the person is that you're with, you want to do better for them. And that's yeah. and that's why the more our relationship's gone on, the more we want to do better for each other. I feel that I feel feel like that's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle when it comes to being with somebody that you love is just that they inspire you all the time yeah and you do that for me in spades oh another one is that i won't like you love me unconditionally Mm -hmm. i never had that before like it was always like my ex-boyfriend would be like um there's a light nikki and a dark a dark nikki and i only like the light nikki yeah, yeah. Like I don't like. Can you stop being it's like the dark Nikki? Like when you're dark, can like can you not be a person? Can like you I don't be... want to be around you when you're the dark Nikki. Right. And it's like, so I constantly like was scared to show emotion or like I always felt like I had to cover that part of me because then he wouldn't like me and then like I was constantly fighting to like keep him liking me. This is one of the biggest uh, things I've been able to convey to group of friends of mine lately that has helped them understand women better is that yeah it's that whole thing where it's like when you love somebody you love the whole person you don't just love them at their best you love them while they're crying or hysterical or whatever it is you 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 can't punish them for for being how they are like you accept them as they are yeah or or get the fuck out of there yeah, and, and that's not to say, like, let someone walk all over you or let them be shitty no to you or, or abusive no to you. But, like, I'm talking, there are times when, like, I'm just sad and, like, I'm in a dark mood, but it's, like, it has nothing to do with Steve, mm-hmm. right? And, like... And rather than selfishly me trying to go to her to get some kind of fulfillment from her and she's not giving it to me because she's sad or whatever, and me getting pissed about it and trying to make it about me, 
Instead, I let her go through what she's going through and just try to be there for her and support her. Like that's that's part of loving somebody is not like just because like and there are days where I'll wake up and I'll want to, you know, I'll need to see you real quick to get some kind of personal juice for me. And you're not you're not there. Like, yeah. And that's fine. Like, that's not because when you do that shit and you're like, hey, this morning, like, hey, like. What's what's this about right now? Well, you know, I just wanted to get a hug or something real quick or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're making it about you and about how you need something. You're being selfish and it's at their expense instead of being supportive. And you know, it's that's not an easy thing. I know. I know a lot of people are like, well, that's not an easy thing to yeah, learn. Yeah, I think but communication a, really helps. Communication and mindfulness, being mindful yeah. of what you're after right now and what it's doing to that person, is so fucking important. And a lot of people don't think about that mm-hmm. and they're good people but they don't think about that so right. that's the problem is that people aren't wired that way they go well this person's a stick in the mud they're inconveniencing me and that's, this goes back to the person's earlier question if it's a if you're a constant stick in the mud right constantly that way that's that's one thing right but if your person is that they're just a three-dimensional human being they have ups and downs yeah it's more balanced it's and normal yeah and, and nikki nikki deals with depression but it's not depression towards me mm-hmm. it's depression with herself and if i was to sit there and go well i wish you're smiling more yeah or like what do you got to be sad about you know you have so many things going on in your life it's like it's it's That's not, not about that it's, it's not, not a, and it's not going to help you. Yeah, it's not it doesn't help, help anything. It doesn't yeah. help me. It doesn't it help you. It actually just makes the person more angry because they're it, like, just let me go through my shit. And worse than that, it makes them cover up how they really feel yeah. and distance themselves from you so that when you're having conversations with each other, they're they're trying to be careful about what they share with you because they don't want you to think that they're a negative person, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Or hold them, that against them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So unconditional love was a huge one for me. Um, okay, and then question number two, what's a good way to approach a date letting the guy know that you are not interested in giving it up for at least a couple of months to gain trust? Due to a shitty past of sexual abuse, I have to really trust a guy to do anything sexual with them. As I'm only 22, the boyfriends slash serious relationships I've had have uh, allowed me to be friends with them first, so explaining the situation was a lot more simple than just opening up to a stranger. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Um, That one's hard because really only dated guys that i've been friends with mm-hmm. um and yeah we haven't done the like cold dates yeah um, i think that the, if the person is going to get mad at you for wanting to take your time with sex then that's really not the person that you're going to want to be with anyway yeah as long as you like communicate to them like hey it's not i really like you yeah. you know like i don't know i think that a conversation would definitely be needed but I don't know when you have that conversation. Is it date one? Is it date three? You know, is it when you wait till for them to bring it up? I'm not sure because that's, that's tough. I it's can't really. T- it's tough. There's so many layers to this, but really, the the cool thing is just saying what you want and finding somebody who can meet you in the middle and be like, okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? If they're willing to work with you, because that's what a relationship is: is you, it's two partners finding a common ground together, like something that they're building together. So if one person just needs it to be their way, it's not going to work. Like whether it's about this issue or whatever other issue, it's, it's not going to work. Like you have to find something that you compromise on. And you'll kind of, like, and you'll kind of sift through a lot of the people who are like, well, I'm just looking to get laid sick, you know? Like, yeah. You, you know, he'll be fine. This is a good thing. Cause this some, is... some girls are out there like, I just want to get some dick and then right. like, I'll find a relationship later. Yep. 
so those people can be with the other dudes that want that. It, they perfectly they, match. You find and then the people person. who are looking for deeper shit. Yeah, they'll find you and be like, "Cool, man, let's go deep." Yeah, I think timing's everything, and if the guy is open, then he's open, and if not, that's not the one right now. Um, what I like about her thing is that this next header is things no one told me, but I wish they would have. So this is some shit that she wish she would have known. Oh, nice. Um, so here's her list. Just because you do something wrong doesn't mean people are going to hate you. Everyone makes mistakes. Owning up to it and fixing your mistakes is easier than hiding the problem and avoiding conflict. Two, growing pains, especially if you are learning from messing up, fucking suck. Um, being in your early 20s fucking sucks, but your brain is in a new stage of developmental growth so you can make a quick comeback with the right attitude and help. If you work out, you'll probably lose your boobs. That's true. That wow. happened to me. Wow. If you were smart in high school, you might not be the smartest in college, but you still deserve to be there. Some people don't deserve to be there. Some people don't deserve to be there. Some people don't deserve to be there. If you break up amicably, your friends are probably still going to choose sides. If you need to beg them to pick your side, they weren't your real friends. Yeah. True. Be or like there's sometimes just way better friends. And yeah. you're like, like, oh, this is an easy call. Yeah. We have some friends that picked both sides and I feel like I don't trust them as much. Same. Dude, all the time. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm always like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're both sides, huh? All right. You're going to have a cat and a dog in the house? You have fun with that. Whatever. We had we a cat. We picked cats. We did. Pal. Say something. What are you going to do? Uh, being honest truly is the best policy. I 100% agree with that. Girls really aren't as mean as they look. Teenage girls are a different story, though. True. Dude, there's just one girl in my improv class and she looks kind of mean, but she's so cool. Anyway. <laughs> like, I love her and she's my favorite person. Also, our friend Jess um, in Big Mood Podcast, okay, she thank you. she constantly talks about her resting bitch face. True. But she's really a softie. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Very, very softie. Very much a softie. And then lastly, no one really cares about what you're doing slash look like slash working in. They, they're all worried about their own shit. That's true. And lastly, her feedback header is more Nate. Great job on Cut everything. It. Was originally going to ask deeper, more personal questions, but I figured by listening to podcasts, reading self-help books, listening to other podcasts, and take, taking it out with them, she'll talk it out within herself. Thanks. Hey, Mark, let's cut the Nate thing, okay? Yeah, can you cut the Nate thing? Thank we don't you. want him to have any sort of- We can't be building that up. Praise okay. or anything it's like a, that. It's already out of control. We keep him under our thumb. Thank you. Thumbs. Okay, the title of this one is, What is Love Even? <laughs> right? <laughs> what the hell is this? Hey, Nikki and Steve. How do you know when you're in love? I tend to become infatuated with random people I don't know too well, which is obviously pretty problematic. I have liked a lot of people before- Wait, I have liked people a lot before getting to know them, but people call that infatuation. Do you start falling in love after a few dates, or do you know right away? Do you like them a little bit before you date? This is such a weird concept to me, LMAO. Thanks. First of all, Joe, or should I call yeah, you Will? Yeah, exactly. Should I call you Will? <laughs> exactly what I was From thinking. the show You, man. Uh, getting infatuated for, with people from afar is strange. I don't know if he's saying that, though. I'm, I'm just clowning. Yeah. He's saying that, like, in the early on, it's, he I think gets it pretty a girl. into it. Oh, okay. So she's saying in the early yeah. on, she gets pretty into it. Yeah. It's, you're just a romantic person. That's what it sounds like. Maybe. I think it's infatuation. And infatuation is when you take someone's good qualities and you put them on a pedestal. Mm. And then you're like, this is love because yes. they're perfect. Right. And which is what happens in the show You, um, where he puts people on pedestals. And then when they're not perfect, he's like, wait, what? Yeah. And then he's like, 
so distraught about it. So I think that is a problem because no one is perfect. And when you do that right away, the only problem with doing it right away, in my opinion, is that you're not learning you don't like them as a whole person yet. True. You know, you haven't learned their flaws or any anything like that to accept them as a whole person. So you're just almost blindly being like, I'm in love, which to me isn't real love because it's, it's not deep. Real love is when you know everything and you love them and you choose to, and you love them in, in you spite love them of. You for that. Yeah. You and lo- for that. Yeah. And for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love you sad. I love you happy. And I love you for both sides. Yeah. Like the, like the idea that somebody needs to be one or the other is the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. And how do you, how, I don't think there's a sp- certain time limit. There's like, do you start falling in love after a few dates or do you know right away? I don't think it's like that. It's not no. like, okay, well, after exactly five and a half dates. Nikki told me really qu- in a creepy quick way. I did. That she loved me. I did. Very creepy, by the way. I was very creepy. <laughs> no, he said, I've been, uh, I've been screaming it in my head. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what you said. How do you I'm scream so in your head? Do you think I really? You said that. I did not say that. That's absurd. Okay, so first of all, though, I knew Steve for four years before we went on our first date. True. So I had already scouted. I found everything about him that I liked and didn't like, and lo- loved him for it what anyway. Didn't you like Jesus. I didn't like that you were mean to me. Oh, true. Sometimes he would troll like too far, or yeah, where yeah, it yeah. was like not even funny because it wasn't even truthful because he didn't really know me that well. So I still got that problem. <laughs> sometimes, with some, with some. yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I felt like he bullied me sometimes uh but then i was like okay well we'll go on a date and i think that i think it's just him being whatever it's just my that's my yeah. that's my and he was way more vulnerable on the date and i was like this is it he's my dream man i'm marrying this guy and i texted my friend after and i was like do you want chicken or steak at the wedding because i was like so sure after our first date after our first date i was like i'm gonna marry this man like no doubts 100 percent knew that I was going to marry him. You know the origins of me busting balls like I do is I had a, a drama teacher in high school and he told me that um cuz he used to pick on me all the time and one time I was like, "Yo, what's your deal with me?" and he's like he's like, "Honestly, I only do this to the people that I like." That's and, how I and, am. And that's how I am. Yeah. Since then, I was like, "Oh my god, that is exactly what it is" cuz I had done that, mm-hmm. but I di- I didn't know what the fuck it was that I was doing. Even. But see, so that's how I am too, and I would bust your balls, yeah, but I didn't like that's not what I didn't like. No, I, know, I, I know. like being roasted. Like we banter all the time. I fucking love it. What I didn't like was that I was in a sketch group with Steve, and that's how we met. And th- sometimes I'd be the only girl, so there'd yeah. be like three guys and then me. We're and, all tagging the same bit. And so I, what I like is I roast all of them, and then but and they roast me. But if I roast Steve, for example, the other two guys would be on Steve's side and not join in and roast Steve with me. They would. I'm pretty dope. They would all gang up on me, and so and so it went around where I was the only one getting picked on by them three. They wouldn't pick on each other. Yeah. And then I was trying to like bust balls back, but then anytime I'd get one, then the other two would jump on me. So it didn't feel fun anymore. Yeah, you're drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, it felt like okay, this isn't even a group of friends. It's just me being picked on by like three dudes. I, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's that's how it felt. It was just really because all of them were in relationships and they didn't want any sort of misconstrued. That's very yeah. true. They didn't want to take my side ever because then that could be very true misunderstood. That's another thing. But whatever. Um, so that was that. And then I did tell Steve I loved him after 10 days. Creepy. Uh, 10 short, days after our first date, I told him that I loved him. But we'd already had sex twice. And I like knew we made love. And then when I said I, lo- I was like, hey, 
I don't want you to think that you have to say it back, but I just have to tell you because, like you said, honesty is the best policy. And I just always just say it like it is. Like, I just call it like I see it. I don't want to play games. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I love you. And I know it's love and I love you and you don't have to say it back. Don't feel pressure. I'm not going to feel bad if you don't say it back. I get that we just went on a date like 10 days ago. Yeah. Um, and what and, did I say? Do you remember And he that? goes, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. I've been screaming it in my head. That's what you said. Wait, I thought- That's what you said. That's what I said? Yeah. You said, I've been screaming it in my head. I thought I said, can I put my dick through your hoop earring? That was later that night. Oh, later that night. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then we made out in the parking lot at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. I'll never forget it. And I know, I remember where too. So. I remember where too. I remember where more. I'm, no, I doubt that because you're really bad with directions. Damn. <laughs> I actually do remember this one though. Oh yeah? Because, well, only because I, me and Richard used to go there all the motherfucking time. Yeah. So yeah. And weren't we in separate cars too? I think we were in separate cars. So I went into your car to say yeah. goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And then we didn't want it to end. So then we went to a diner after. We did. <laughs> we did. We went to uh, Mel's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah we're a good love. night. It was a good mm, night. I got a date night tonight actually. In, I know that's why I'm dressed all fancy. In yeah. case you're wondering. And me too. Uh, obviously, that uh, yeah, yeah, it's very fancy. Thank you. Uh, if you're listening, on, if you're listening change, on audio, he's relax. wearing a tuxedo. For those of <laughs> you in the car listening to us, yeah. <laughs> um, do we have time for one more? One or? more. Let's go. Okay, one more. Ooh, 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 I feel like I got to pick a good one based off a title, but. I don't know. Title's everything, guys. It's just like videos. Um, okay. First, okay, this one's called Love You, Nikki, and Steve. That's why I chose it. Nice. Good call. <laughs> Anon. Firstly, thank you guys for making a podcast that gives genuinely helpful feedback to everyday problems and questions in life. Oh, my gosh. Break You're welcome. up. Thank you. Yeah, break up. So i just like to know if I should care that my boyfriend of five years had messaged his female friend that he wishes he could work out with them. This female friend does not live in our country, and my boyfriend has male friends that live nearby that he hangs out with, but he has not asked about working out with them. When confronted about it, my boyfriend said that he just wishes he had a workout buddy, and there's nothing more to it than that I'm being jealous for no reason. I had reminded him that I'd been saving up to get a gym membership to work out together, and he said that he assumed that I didn't care about doing that anymore because it had been taking me so long to save up for it. Should I not think much of it? Also, I had recently gone to the gym with him, and while he was in while he was in the changing room, a guy approached me and complimented me. That guy tried to make small talk small talk with me, which I felt uncomfortable with. And when my boyfriend came out of the changing room, I told the guy that he was my boyfriend. As my boyfriend walked over to me, the guy then left me alone. But my boyfriend was jealous, even though I voiced how uncomfortable situations like that make me feel. So I just don't understand how that that could make him jealous, but he can't understand how what he said to his female friend would make someone jealous. He's the only one who gets to flirt, don't you understand? Yeah. He gets to flirt and you don't get to flirt. That's the rules. It's insecure people. Yep. They project what the thoughts that they think. Yes. So they're like, well, you're probably flirting with that guy because he flirts with this girl. Yes. They always project like what's Come on, man. Yeah. So obvious. And who, who would say, I, I wish I could work out with you to somebody in another country? Yeah. He's a flirt. Yep. You get and he's not going to admit it until he like gets more secure with himself. Yeah, he won't own it, and that's the problem, that's right? That's the problem. If he would just own it, then you could work on it. Yeah. But Instead, he sees you doing what he does, and that's not cool. Five years? Five years. I'm sure, by the way, I'm sure you've seen him flirt, too. Like more, if you've been with this cat for five years, yeah, you, totally. You've and seen people that get that defensive, like, no, 
I wasn't flirty. Right. I just want a friend. That's all I wanted was a workout buddy. I just want a buddy. workout buddy. A workout buddy. Oh, really? Well, why not me? I thought we were going to get a gym membership. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, think you wanted to. Oh, I'm going to play really dumb right now. Yeah. That's my whole move. I play dumb because I don't know what to say. You, you stop letting him play dumb. You stop letting guys play dumb out mm. there. Guys, sorry to break the code. I know that's like our fucking move. It's your move. But it's time to get a new move. We got to evolve as a, as, a, as a species. Okay. We can't just act like we don't know how to, how do I do the dishes? It's so hard. <laughs> do I eat it? You really didn't know how. <laughs> you know something, Nikki? What? I knew how to fucking do the dishes. Why do you still do it that, the wrong way when I- I don't do it the wrong way anymore. I kick there. ass at it. Okay. I kick ass at it now. How sometimes don't I, I kick sometimes ass Sometimes I turn and I catch you doing it the other What do you catch me doing? I put the fucking soap on the goddamn sponge. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, every time, okay, okay. every time. This and was I, a couple years ago, and I lathered that years. fucking thing up too. I lathered it up like okay. Yeah. I took it back. All right, good. You do the dishes so good. I do the dishes good. Yeah, you do. Thank you. I was just, I was just busting your balls. Well, listen, how's I can't... it feel? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what are your final final thoughts? Man, I feel bad for people out there, man. Okay. Yeah. I just feel bad for people, man. That's it? Man, I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> what people? All the people who can't even answer all the questions, man. We're trying, dude. We're chipping away. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a good one right okay, here. Okay, get it, get it, get it, get it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Should I do stand-up? Hey, Nikki and Steve. I love the show. Long-time listener. My name's Ben, and when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comedian. Not sure why, but literally all I did was watch stand-up. I was really into it, like in middle school, but I drifted away from the idea in high school. Recently, I've regained interest in co the comedy realm due to some personal turmoil and needing a way to express myself healthily. I like to entertain, and I've always been told that my best-selling feature is my sense of humor, so I'm considering giving comedy a shot. Should I do stand-up? No. I've always been a little funnier with situational-type humor, so I don't know how well my humor will translate. And what are some other options I could use situational comedy and play off of other things? I'd also like to let you know that I live in buttfuck Alabama, so there aren't many comedy clubs slash classes near me. Just kind of looking for advice on how to approach this. Thank you for your time. Move somewhere where comedy is more yeah. available. Chicago, Chicago, LA, New York. New York. Yeah, those are the main three because that's the only way you're going to learn. Like, you could even move into a bigger market like a Florida or something like that, like, uh, yeah, like an know. Orlando or... Um, I know there's some improv over there, like in there? Miami and stuff, but maybe some in Texas. Yeah, just just look for uh, practical places that you could go to and do comedy. Hey, but also this this happens to me a lot, right? People come up to me and they're like, "Hey, should I do stand up?" And I'm like, "Listen, if if I gotta motivate you to do this shit, I don't know if you're gonna do it." Yeah, I I don't. When I got into stand up, literally no one knew I was getting into stand up yeah. at all. Like, and it came as a shock to a lot of people, but that was how I expressed myself. I had always watched stand-up comedy and like I would do bits in my car and be like, but I'm never going to do it on a stage. And, um, and I was personally just passionate about it. And I went out on my own alone and went and, and interned with a stand-up troupe or like group that was putting together stand-up shows. And I would uh, donate my time in order to like do five minutes on the stage. I didn't know any of them. They didn't know me. I didn't uh, ask anyone if I should be a stand-up comic. I didn't ask for permission. I just wanted to do it and try it and see if I liked it. And I think that not enough people just go and see if they like something. They yeah. always got to ask like a million people for yeah, like, permission. And get Give a, me permission. A Give me the push. And, but like, but and like, dude. Also, and I'm only bringing this up because at the same time as this goes on, you're gonna have people telling you not to do it. Well, I think that that's what it is. Is they're looking for an excuse to say to not do it. 
They're almost like looking for that excuse to like, yeah, you're right. It was stupid anyway, because it's harder harder. to do something out of your comfort zone. My mom told me to stop doing it because I used to do it for four nights a week. And she's like, what the fuck? It's not even making you money. Like what? Like stop doing shit. (laughs) Because I was doing improv that much. Yeah. And I'm paying for a coach and all that kind of shit. My mom's like, that's crazy. But but that's, you know, it's it's just uh, it's just un explainable need that you have to do it right so, so if you don't have that already i don't know man you gotta you gotta ask you gotta dig deep and ask yourself if you're really gonna put in the time Like sometimes i still do stand-up shows like now and i don't even tell anyone yeah all the time. i don't even tell anyone i'm gonna go do a stand-up show i just need to do it yes. like i she it's does a she needs performance to do it. need uh, and i don't sometimes i'm so depressed and i don't know why and it's because i just haven't performed in a long time exactly and uh yeah it's if you have that itch that performance itch which it sounds like you kind of have it um, mm-hmm. You should go and do it, and don't look for anyone to tell you to do it or not. No, don't look for validation. Don't look for don't don't hear negativity and go. I agree. Like you gotta yeah. be in your own world That's on this. Fear shit. speaking for you. That's what's up. It's scary. I get it, but I mean, you don't have anything to lose. At the end of the day, like I always think of things like if I were to get to my deathbed, looking back, would I regret not doing this? Oh yeah. And yeah. Like well, you would, you'd have the what ifs forever. I could be a fucking psychic for 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 some of this shit though, because like I, my little brother had his friend. Like he asked if his friend could call me because he wanted some advice about comedy. And years ago, I told the cat, I was like, "Listen, I don't think you're gonna be doing this shit because mm-hmm. if I gotta fucking beg you to do comedy, you're not gonna do it." And yeah. I, and I and then I. If you need to be built up and told <sighs> how funny you are before it's, doing it's it, not you, you just shouldn't do it. And then I told my brother, I was like. Hey, this cat's not going to do it. He's not going to do comedy. And here, you know, it's been four years, I think, since that phone call, and he hasn't done it. So, yeah. so that's right. So it, you have to find your motivation. Your motivation cannot be an outside source. Yeah, or people being like, "You're you're kind of funny. You should get into stand-up. Fuck those people. Like those they're people not gonna, are they're not going to be there laughing at your show, right? They're like, you gotta you gotta make it your thing. Yeah, it's, it's yours. But yeah, go to one of those wider markets and um experiment. Do stand up, do improv, do all kinds go of Go fuck up, go fail. Go yeah, take a writing class. Pe- yeah, take a writing class. People tell me that too. I was just at Danger Boys the other day and people were like, "Hey, I want to write scripts. How do I do it?" And I'm like, "You should just have this fucking need to write this shit." And to find out how to do it. Yes. Like, like there, you, there's so many resources. Google's out there. You can go find, by Save the you Cat. You can figure out like what are the best best books to read. And and save go, the Cat. Go fucking and kick your own ass with it. You then. can take online courses. You can write spec scripts. There's so much you can do if you really wanted to do it. I think people just wait for like someone to be like, you can do it. Or they do this shit that you've told me about where um, Nikki used to work with an actor at, at a you're at a restaurant and this actor would be pissed when people are like, hey, come be in my student film. It doesn't pay, but like, you know, we get a huge on tape and shit yeah and he's like oh, i'm not doing it i don't get paid for it or whatever yeah. i wrote fucking 10 scripts before i got paid ever to yeah. do anything like give me a break like the idea that oh i'm too good for it because of my skill set or whatever creative fields you need a portfolio people don't believe you can do something until you do it exactly they, they really have to see it to believe it so like before me ever doing stand-up when i was like i think i want to do stand-up people would look at me fucking sideways exactly but um then afterwards they're like oh shit can you open for the other show mm-hmm um so yeah anyway good luck to you i hope like it's a really therapeutic source of getting out your your issues if that is the outlet you choose so good luck and let us know when you're performing we won't be there but and i hope that you have at least we'll know you're out there performing i hope that you have a name where i hear it in five years and i'm like i told that kid to give up he said ben his name is ben i said to quit ben (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, I actually read that when I was an actor um, coming up. I was I was reading articles like about like advice from big actors, and um, I think it was Ben Affleck said that like people always ask him like, "Do you think I have what it takes to be an actor?" And he'd be like, "No." It's the best. Because there's if, nothing better you can do for somebody. If that stops you, yep. If, if some, exactly. someone saying no stops you, then you weren't meant to do You're it. Cooked. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you all for your wonderful questions. We'll try to get to all of them eventually. Do you have a final thought, Nikki? We like to do this thing at the end of the show where we have a final, final thought. Final thought. Just fucking do it. Just go get it, Ben. Go fucking get, get it. it. Get it. Ben. Get it. Write it. Hone it. Get it. And then get it. And then get that bag. Get that fucking paper. Fuck hard. Be hard. Do hard. hard. That's what Nikki says when she's drunk, everybody. That's what I say. (laughs) It's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Subscribe and also like rate us five stars and all that stuff. And we love you. Oh, thank you so much. It helps a lot. You guys have no idea. And thank you to our Patreons. We love you guys. Oh, yeah. We love you too. Bye.